good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And we have got, I mean, we always have all kinds of stuff planned, so that's just dumb. I say that all the time. But it feels like a jam-packed show. We've got multiple guests today. We've got live demonstrations that are happening. So many interesting things. Haley and I have done things that we've not been able to be a part of and here at the, at the end of the show, I'm, I'm all flummoxed. I don't even know where to go with this. End of the show, we're going to give out the great big to-do list. Yes. We'll also be in the studio with service professor talking about furnace tune-ups. And then on top of all of that, we'll be in the studio with Fire Marshal Brett Grundyke from Holland. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about what you and I got to be a part of. He tested something for us, a fire safety, mm-hmm. a fire, a fire blanket. It puts out fires. And you don't need an extinguisher. You just throw this blanket on it. Haley saw it on social media. Yep. We asked him about it, and he created this monumental test. Yeah. We, we had, had no fire idea. everywhere. We it had was no idea what we were walking into. So fun. We're going to talk about that. We've got video from that. We'll cover all of that. Really exciting. Really good info. That's next. Right now. We don't have a ton of time because Fire Marshal Brett takes up a good chunk with important stuff. Well, and it's very exciting stuff. It's very exciting, and I... I waste time with my own normal ridiculousness. But right now, let's go back to last week. We talked about painting the inside of your garage, and we said that you need to use an interior paint there, right? not Sometimes an exterior. Sometimes people think that because it's so exposed or open, you could use an exterior paint. It actually does you a disservice. It's not just that you don't have to, it's that you shouldn't. Right. So we covered that last week. What we didn't get into is what paint should you use? A number of people reached out and said, hey, I'm painting my garage. I know I need interior paint. What do but you recommend? Yeah. And there's a lot of options out there, and I think the easiest way to break it down is just what are you going to ask of that paint on your walls? You know, if you've got a lot of yard implements, shovels, rakes, things like that that you're hanging on the walls or you've right. got tools in there. Things that are going to eventually mark the walls up and, you know. It, if you've got kids that are bringing true. balls in, bouncing those things or around. Bikes. and Bikes. All of that, I really, I, I think I'd go to ScuffX from Benjamin Moore. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to paint the garage, it's not a project that you want to do over and over again. You might as well just do it once with the right paint and have it look brand new for years to come. Right. If you are one of those people who loves to paint the garage over and over again, or <laughs> any room, we'd love to sell some paint to you. Sure. Just swing out to any Repco light. You'll be a hit. We love to talk to you. But yeah, like Haley's saying, scuff acts, it's worth the money. Yeah. It outperforms anything we've ever seen when it comes to resisting scuffs. Exactly. And it's, it's something that we talk about all the time. But when you see it and see what it will do, it really does blow you away. That would be a great option. If you don't want to drop the money for scuff acts, it's just not worth it. I don't hang tools up. The kids aren't bouncing stuff off the walls. I just need a good color on the walls. Then I think Repcolite's Carefree Paint yeah. or Benjamin Moore's Ben. Perfect options. Either in an eggshell or a satin sheen. Both would give you great years of durability and washability and look great. All right, Haley, we're going to take a break. Before we do that, though, we're giving away, like the last couple of weeks, a couple $100 gift certificates to Repcolite. And to get entered into the contest, all you need to do is email us at radio at repcolite.com. And then on Monday, we'll draw two winners from all of the emails that we received. So right now you can get that email off. And all we want to know is when it comes to the paint for your house, what's more important, budget or durability? There's no wrong answers here. Just email <laughs> your answer to radio at repcolite.com and we'll get you entered into that drawing. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be in the studio with Fire Marshal Brett. That's all next. Stick around. And we're back. 
You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And right now, Haley and I are in the studio with Brett Grundyke, the fire marshal from Holland. That's Brett, correct, yeah. yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're here because Haley yes. had a big... <laughs> You stumbled on something on Facebook. So it's Fire Safety Month, the month of October. Yeah. And I think for that reason, social media has been pushing fire safety ads my way. Mm -hmm. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. No, it is good. And one of the things that I keep seeing are these first response fire blankets. They're being advertised as a way to suppress, you know, common household fires in your kitchen. Um, But even car fires, they're advertising it for. And they even show somebody hovering or sitting in a fiery situation with a blanket over his head. <laughs> Not really sure what the point of that one is. Huh. That is in their advertising. That's true. So. It is. And, I was and, very curious about it. I mean, th- this has got a pretty big claim that all you do is throw the blanket over a fire and it puts it out. Yeah. So I was very curious if Brett, the fire marshal, had tested this before. And you hadn't. I hadn't, no. So I was very curious. Then it was off to the races. Yeah, you were all over it. I love that stuff. I just wanted you to come on the show. You know, we could talk about some pros and cons. You wanted to test it. Yeah. In order to get to the real nuts and bolts of the matter, you have to burn things. Yeah. So that's what we did. So, yeah, we actually uh, knew you were coming today and we're waiting for you to show up. And finally, you called. I was thinking (laughs) he's always timely. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're thinking we're coming somewhere else. And sure enough, you had. Something set up at the fire station. Yeah. You had a we had the whole business oven outside. Yeah. You had all kinds of people there with cameras. Yeah, and you're ready to burn stuff and ignite stuff and find out if this blanket is gonna do what it meet says. expectations. Right. And yeah. we will withhold our report on that. Yeah, let's as we set build up the slowly. Scenario. Right. So anyway, yeah, let's go with it. So you had a cooktop set we up. We did. See, so yeah, we had the electric range, electric mm-hmm. cooktop, and we compared. The fire blanket, yeah, an extinguisher, and then we also demonstrate uh, what not to do, which is pour water on it. Because this was a grease fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's that 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 burning oil. When uh, the water gets into it, it creates steam, and then you change the surface area of the oil, and it'll rise in a column with the heat, and you'll see that it's a pretty dramatic flame that it gives off. But uh, yeah, it's, it's very dramatic. And you were saying yeah. this this is a common situation in a home. Yeah. I mean, with, with a you know cooking situation. Yep. And as we're watching, and we filmed the whole thing, so we'll put mm-hmm. links to that in the show notes so you can check it out. Really interesting. But in the course of that, you talked about, you know, one of the common situations where it happens is when people are dumping in frozen fries. Yeah, frozen french fries is probably one of the more common things that we see. Uh, the water that's on the fries mm-hmm. will, I mean, you'll get that'll aerosolize, it'll, it'll melt pretty aggressively, and you'll have water that's in there with the oil, and then you'll get that steam effect, and uh, that's, that's when the fire happens. You'll see that, you'll see that fire, right. yep. Um, but it's also common when folks will have that happen or they'll take the pot, they'll panic, right? That's the more right. common thing that we see is they panic, they take it to the sink, they turn the water on mm-hmm. in the faucet, and that column goes up. And uh, it's very unpleasant because cooking fires are where we see the most injuries. It's yeah. it's mostly hands and faces. Yeah. Um, it is. And because folks that... And you, well, you you're saw, right there. I mean, yeah. there's no escaping no. at that point. And so it's usually uh, very unpleasant facial burns and hand burns. And that's been pretty common that we unfortunately encounter that. So Yeah. So we got it going. You guys got it going. I'm busy filming from a safe distance. 
Yes. Haley was closer because she's less important to the show. Did you both feel safe? That's the important thing. I felt safe. We were safe. There were firefighters around. And I knew it would engulf Haley before it could possibly get to me. And I had a backup fire blanket just in case. None of that's true. Dan was wrapped in a blanket. (laughs) We got the fire going. And you said it started around 500 degrees or so. Yeah, that oil starts to go right around the upper 400s, lower 500 degree mark. And then we also had our thermal imaging camera. So you guys could kind of play along at home, as it were, to see what the temperature was and how it was rising to get to that point where you'd have ignition of uh, the vapors. Because it's not the oil itself that burns, it's the vapors. So you get that to a sufficient heat, the vapors are coming off the uh, the oil in there, and then mm-hmm. it ignites. All right. So and this it, was canola oil that you were using. Yes, yeah. In this case, we used canola oil. Yep. Okay. So it ignites, and then we had a number of different things we could try. We had yep. a fire blanket. Yep. We had a normal fire extinguisher. Correct, yep. We had a lid. We did, yeah. That's another way to go. Yep. And then we had water. the never-use little water. jar of water yeah. on a big stick so they could dump it in from a safe distance yes. away. Now, let's just do the water first. You talked about how it springs up, but it was almost a, what, 10-foot? Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a it, yeah, it's a column of fire. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very aggressive because again, it'll follow that that heat as that heat rises out of that. Because remember, we don't see the heat, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of heat that's that's rising up from that pot. Well, and on that little thermal imaging that you had when you were measuring the temperature, mm-hmm. you could really see how far yep. that extends above a fire. You know, yes. we talked about even just a candle mm-hmm. has a whole footprint way above it. it. Does yep. Yeah. So you've got a fire on your stove that's concerning you yes. dump water on it now yes so tons of stuff in, in a confined room like a kitchen it it come becomes like a v-shaped plume hmm. and so it'll roll over ceilings it'll roll over cabinetry the one limitation of doing this outside is that you see it and it's like okay yeah it goes up but it's like well you're not in a room with eight or nine foot high ceilings yeah there's no context for it yes no, yeah. it's, it's something that it's so intuitive, you know, fire, throw water on it. And a lot of us know, I mean, you don't do that. But I think of my kids cooking, you know, all the times that they're using something when I'm not around. Well, but you talk about the panic, too. Yes. I do think even if you know things sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. It's the the intuitive response. Yeah. Yeah. So the water, absolute. Yeah. That's just Do do not do that. Yeah. So then we worked through. You know, the fire extinguisher we did. Yep. was the next thing. Yeah, and, and again, you have something like that in the kitchen, and the uh, extinguisher type that we use is an ABC-type fire. So that's good for solid fuels, liquid fuels, and energized equipment. Anything that's energized, you would de-energize it before you would engage with it. Uh, but uh, So yeah, using that, we used a few bursts on top of the stove. We mm-hmm. prefer not to damage the prop by fully ex- emptying the extinguisher on it. A person would fully empty the extinguisher on all of the burning material. Right, because we saw you'd, you just did a couple puffs yeah. and it came back after. It did, yep, yeah. So, so if I just unload with my fire extinguisher mm-hmm. onto my fire, I, my stove's toast. Uh, it it could be. See, those are the things I'd be, be thinking about. Yeah, right. it, it could be. Do I let it burn down? <laughs> yes. Or do I wreck my stove? Yeah. Somebody get on Google. Yeah. How much is a stove? That's good, right? Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> got and a problem, you know, you got to address well, with right. what's going on but out there. That is a good point to make that it, if, depending on how that extinguisher gets unloaded on the cooktop, mm-hmm. you're going to have the potential for damage. Um, and it's also everything that's around that, unfortunately. Yeah. Like at my house, it's the toaster, the coffee machine. I mean, right. the material, Just the, right there. the extinguishing agent will go everywhere. Right. Um, it's pretty aggressive. Um, we're, we're in the studio with Fire Marshal Brett Grundyke from Holland talking about the fire blanket. Yes. Something we've seen on Facebook. We've got links in our show notes. You can check it out. We tested it on site. 
with experts all around to make sure we were safe. That was mm-hmm. the priority of everybody there. <laughs> yeah. Protect the folks from the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Protect everyone. Well, yes, but primarily. <laughs> likes to think of it as. <laughs> it's my only burst of ego every week where I can just... Play because I go home with five kids. And yeah. Believe me, there's no ego at home with five kids. No. <laughs> but like, yeah, no I'm sure really you are their national treasure, though. I am. <laughs> I no, they call Nicholas Cage their national treasure. Oh, I don't know. That's about something that. they've been saying over and over. <laughs> anyway, we tested the fire extinguisher, and that would work to put out a an oil fire on the stove. Mm-hmm. The fire blanket. Yeah. The nice thing about that is, at least in all the ads that we read, it's mm-hmm. not going to cause a lot of mess. It's not going to cause a lot of damage like the fire extinguisher could. Right. The big question is, what did you as an expert in this field think about the results we got? So, again, totally unbiased, right? Like, I'm not endorsing any organization, right. company, anything like that. But I was impressed because it did exactly what it said it was going to do. It covered the fire, mm-hmm. eliminated the flames, so someone could reach over had we done this we right. wanted to keep the scenario going so you could see the other three yeah but uh when you see the video i could have reached over and shut the the burner off the heat off to it in this case i didn't um but i could have done that right i don't recommend people like lift it it's going to be hot right but yeah if you can cover it and limit the further extent of the damage in the space i or a kitchen i i i was very impressed with the way that it the whole thing functioned. And then ultimately it did put the fire out. You know, we went back to the fire blanket yeah. after we tested all of the other things and the fire, I mean, it seemed like it reduced the temperature yeah. enough to where it was no longer in that ignition phase. Yeah. So they run about 35 bucks, 38 bucks, something like that. Yep. Um, around. Yeah. I think right, right in that zone. So it's reasonable. I think you get two. You do. For oh, nice. that price. So that's pretty good. I doesn't, I, we don't think that they're reusable. Once yeah, that was one. one of we the don't, questions. Yeah, we don't, we're not sure. It sounded like there's, that's up for further research debate. We're going to keep that one use it again, though. So, all right, all right, yeah. keep, <laughs> so we'll find out. Yeah, we'll let you know when it burns through or whatever. The but night. you can see the carbon build up on it. And you said that eventually can ignite. Yeah, yeah. It, well. any, it'll get hot enough. It'll get, like, stuff will burn, right? Like, you get stuff hot enough, it's going to burn. All right, so, so if fire's a big thing and you do tons of them and you use the fire blanket <laughs> over and over again, you'll probably want to rotate them yeah, out. Yeah, new ones in there. <laughs> it's a reasonable Maybe approach. for regular folks, one set will get you for a while, yeah, hopefully. Probably. I yeah. think so. Benefits. Uh, the, no mess. I didn't see, no, I didn't see any. No, no. Not, not like a fire extinguisher. No. And the other thing, you know, it was just as effective, I would say, as throwing the lid on. Yes. The nice thing is you don't have to get quite as close. You don't. You don't have to be quite as accurate with your Mm -hmm. aim. No, you don't. Yeah, There there was a little bit of it would have to be unfurled. It would have to be unfurled. And then, I don't know, everybody's got a different amount of space. So it's it's a pretty good size square. So you wouldn't, I mean, you're going to, you're going to net this thing. And so it does have to cover that entire, that entire space really be effective. But to your point, it doesn't have to. I mean that lid is pretty precise, right? Like you're, exactly. you got to get that lid on there. And you got one and shot got a at it. You flame coming up. Yeah. yeah. So you do have more room for error. I feel like with the uh, the fire blanket. Yeah. Well, yeah. and there's not a lot to know about it. You know, like we all understand that we can just throw a blanket over something. And yeah. There's not like a technique that's no. required. With fire extinguishers, as silly as it sounds, I get intimidated by them. Yeah. Yeah. And I. I'm always, qu- am I going to do this right? Am I you the know? proper distance from the fire? Yeah. Did you mm-hmm. measure it? Somebody get a measuring tape. So we know <laughs> we're the right distance away. Yeah. And there's and an acronym to follow. Yeah. Right. The ABC. Pull, thing. Yeah. Pull, aim, squeeze, and sweep. Yeah. Oh, it, no, no. No, no. you were correct. Though, but the ABC is the rating system for the extinguisher. Pass is pull, aim, squeeze, and sweep, which is... 
the process you would use to, okay. to discharge the extinguisher. See, that was very professionally handled. You made an idiotic statement <laughs> seem like it was all right. So I appreciate that. I feel like that's, I, I try to do that. I don't think anybody's, you know, it's, we're all, we're all learning things. We're, we're okay. all in this together, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so we think the fire blanket, it's a good deal. That's something to yeah, definitely I, consider. All, all things being equal, I, in our totally unscientific approach here, I was impressed with, I was like, well, this, this works, right? Yeah. Because to have a fire, you need a fuel source, you need enough heat, and you need oxygen. And in in this case, that blanket eliminates the oxygen, right? It, that fire is going to be covered. Right. The fire is going to burn up the oxygen. You're not going to be able to have combustion anymore in the pot because mm-hmm. you've excluded the oxygen because it's covered. Right. And that's effectively what the lid would do also. Uh, so you've eliminated one piece of that triangle, and when you take away one component, you won't have a fire anymore. So how do you handle that? I have a big fire on the stove like that. I throw the blanket over top of yep. it. It contains it. Yep. Good to go. Yeah. I just walk away. I don't have to call you guys. You um, wouldn't recommend that. So you'd probably want to get the, get the you'd want to shut the burner off. off. Yeah. I would. So here's why I would call us. Right. Is what we bring to the to the table is number one. We can ventilate it. We. Again, going back to the scenario that we just did, mm-hmm. uh, you're not. There's going to be smoke in the kitchen, right? Um, and one of the things that we're very progressive on is trying to eliminate um, any sort of a toxic environment that may may be in your home. Okay. So, like, we bring fans in. We do air monitoring for gases like carbon monoxide and hydrogen cyanide after sure. a fire. Okay. Hydrogen cyanide being very toxic. And if the pot or anything like that had been plastic, or there was any plastic components mm-hmm. and that had burned you've probably got hydrogen cyanide and carbon monoxide in your home. So it's not a bad idea to call us because, especially in the city of Holland, I can't speak for every fire department, but in the city of Holland, we have tools like that to be able to give people that extra peace of mind. Uh, so you you don't see that as overkill or me being absolutely ridiculous? No, I don't think so. No, it's that feels very reasonable. All right. That's what I, I like was it. getting at. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, that makes sense. I wouldn't have thought about all of the toxic stuff afterwards. Yeah. Very unpleasant. Yeah, I don't think about it either. <laughs> Well, we tried to keep you guys upwind, right? I mean, it's not, no smoke is like good for you. There's no smoke. See, like, I hey, thought that was a hygiene reason. No. That you kept us away. Well, and it doesn't, sm- it doesn't smell good either, did it? I mean, oh, I thought, yeah. yeah okay. No, it wasn't about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I always go. I always assume I'm being mocked in some no, way, and no. I'm trying Instinct. to read through and find Let's it. Let's go over here. <laughs> Again, there's no judgment. Right? The deodorants, they just can't do it. <laughs> I keep trying. Now, we really appreciate it. We've got video in the show notes. Yeah. And yeah, I can't thank you enough for all the no, thank all the guys. work that you guys put in to just this little demonstration. You guys are doing the hard stuff educating the public. We're just out there, you know. And we're doing, doing our heavy lifting, too. but yeah. we still like the little people too. I like that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> thank Brett, you both. Brett, thanks for being here. Absolutely. All right, we've got to take a break. East Side listeners, you're going to get a Repco Light Rewind. And West Side listeners, you're going to get news and weather at the bottom of the hour. When we all get back together, we'll be in the studio with service professor trying to find out if a furnace tune-up is worth the money. That's all just ahead. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And right now, Haley and I are in the studio with Don Keegan, and Chris Weingarten, the HVAC service managers from Service Professor. Yeah, Guys, thanks, for, thanks being for being here. Thanks for having us, Dan. Thanks for having us. Don, you cover the Kalamazoo area? That's correct. Chris, you're Grand Rapids and... Grand Rapids, Lansing. Yep. Lansing. All right. So anyway, Haley and I have been going through for the last few weeks mm-hmm. a great big list of fall projects that we've been doling out 
to our listeners, giving them assignments every week of things to tackle. First, we you were like going to give them homework. Right. First, we were going to give them one big list, but it was so enormous that we decided we better break it up because nobody's going to ever want to no. do this. So we've broken it up into all these little pieces. And one of the things that's on pretty much any home improvement blog, any home improvement website, show, website, yeah, anything, anything, when they talk about fall lists and all of us do, one of the things they recommend is a furnace tune-up. And I'm going to be really straight up honest, as opposed to all the other times when I lie. <laughs> no, I've always thought these things, I've compared them in my mind to extended warranties or a paid sales call. You know, I'm going to pay somebody to come to my house and tell me my stuff's junky and that I need new stuff. So I've always been a little worried about it. And when we put our list together, mm-hmm. we had it on our list, yes, furnace tune-up. One of those things that you should do. But I felt so weird about it. I wanted to dig into it and find out if it really is the real deal. Now I've Dan is heard... a non-believer right now, so you're going to have to right. make a believer out of him. Well, I'm kind of a believer because I've already had some interaction with you guys. But here's the scoop. First thing I found is furnace manufacturers really do recommend a certain amount of regular maintenance. Yes. That's critical. And not just people who sell furnaces, but the furnace manufacturers themselves. Right. So right now, let's start with a furnace tune-up itself. What's covered when we're talking about a furnace tune-up, and what isn't? Well, a furnace tune-up, first of all, is, is really is important. In today's world, um, furnaces typically last about 15 to 20 years. And so, you know, the, the more we take care of them, the more we give regular maintenance, the more that that is going to happen. Um, if we're not taking care of these things, they're, they're not going to last 15 to 20 years in general. And okay. so a typical furnace tune-up, um, you know, we're going to come to your door, obviously, you know, greet you with a smile. Um, we're happy to be there, for, first of all. And so the furnaces themselves are designed to be very safety sensitive. So if anything goes wrong at all, these things are designed to fail on a safeguard. So for instance, um, if you're not uh, taking care of um, the furnaces themselves, you know, you're, you're, you're burning flame on, flame off, flame on, flame off thousands of times. So there's devices that are in the furnaces that are meant to fail if they're dirty. Um, okay. They don't want to burn if they are not burning clean or something isn't quite right. Why um, wouldn't they want to burn if they're not clean? Well, because of safety features. They want to make sure that there's flame present. So if gas is being distributed in, into the furnace sure. and there's no flame, well, gas is going to build up inside of the furnace, which okay. could cause dangerous issues. Yeah, so, you don't want to breathe that is the point. Well, that's, that's correct. And part of the deal as well is we want to make sure that the gas pressure is adjusted correctly. We want to make sure that the the vent uh, pipes, the exhaust pipes are clear of debris, leaves, bees' nests, birds, all those types of things. If there's anything blocking the exhaust, the furnace is going to go ahead and shut down. Okay. Possums. Possums, right. yeah, it, it happens. Probably block it. We Back see squirrels. Squirrels. We do. Small yeah. pigs. I Absolutely. Mean, lots of things could block Small that. Small pigs. And you will find those things and remove them. That's correct. Yes. So you come to our door and you're happy to be there at this moment because you haven't found any pigs or rodents or <laughs> stuffed into our the tubings <laughs> of, the, of the, the mechanism. But you, you start where? Yeah, I mean, you'll start in the basement by where the furnace is. 
but you're gonna are you you're gonna clean it? I'm assuming. I it seems like how long does this whole thing take? Yeah, so it can take 45 minutes to an hour, maybe a little more, depending on what's going on with the furnace. So the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna turn the thermostat on to heat, see what's happening now. What's going on with the furnace? Is it burning clean? Is it burning correctly? Is uh, the blower set accordingly? So all these things are very important to making sure that we have a properly functioning system. Um, the gas coming in has to be set at a very specific pressure. Um, we can't just have really high gas pressure or really low gas pressure mm-hmm. um, because what ends up happening is you know we'll end up with uh, dirty flame, um, just not burning clean. So all those types of things that we want to make sure are burning safely, um, that the blower speed is correct to you know maximize comfort in the home, uh, to eliminate hot and cold spots throughout the home. And all of that, once it's set... It can get out of where you want it to be. Absolutely, mechanical function. Uh, things can, you know, adjust um, to the wrong side. I mean, we don't we don't want to see things that are um, out of the specifications that they're designed for. So um, everything is really, again, designed around safety sensitivity. We want to make sure that these things are burning properly. All right, we're in the studio with Don Keegan and Chris Weingarten from Service Professor. You guys are the service managers, talking about furnace tune-ups. And, Don, you were walking us through just basically what that looks like, a lot of the different things you're looking for. You know, we, I want to go back to this initial thing. When I, when I started digging into this, I realized, you know, furnace manufacturers are saying, hey, you need to do standard maintenance. You need to clean out your blower. You need to clean out this thing. Make sure it's clean. Because dust and dirt, major enemy of the whole system, right? Correct. Is a lot of that stuff stuff that I can do on my own, or is that stuff that I really need to get somebody out there to help me with? It's really stuff that you need a professional to do. Uh, We have the tools, we have the training um, to really be able to know what's right and what's wrong. So I can't just shop back out my blower. You you can try. Okay. There's, um, (laughs) There's a lot of wires down there, and as systems have evolved over the last 15 to 20 years, they've become more and more complex. So there's a lot more wires down there. Uh, the blower wheel itself gets, it's difficult to clean, even for us. The only way to do it is to pull the entire assembly out, disassemble it, wash it down somewhere and put it all back together and put it all back in. So sometimes there's drain tubes in front of there. Your control board is down there 95% of the time with all the high voltage and the low voltage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a very specific process. Is that cleaning out of the blower, is that part of a furnace tune-up or is that something extra that I would add on if you point at it and say, look, it's covered with filth? It's got to be clean. <laughs> it really depends on how dirty it is. Um, if it's an extensive cleaning, yeah, well, there, there may be a little bit of you know additional charge that comes along with that. Um, but things that you can do to protect your blower would be to change your filter on a regular basis. That's the number one thing that a homeowner can do. How often should you be doing that? Uh, at the bare minimum, once every three months uh, for a pleated type filter. Um, there's a couple different styles of filter. Now you have, uh, you know, like your one inch, typical one inch filter. Um, you can uh, have what's called a pleated filter. It looks like a kind of a cloth type filter. Yeah. Those are typically designed for two to three month usage. Um, as you get into the thicker filters, maybe a four or five inch filter, those can last six months to a year. Okay. But changing them regularly does keep the blower wheel clean. And there's a ton of factors that go into how often you need to change your furnace filter. Uh, some of the factors are how many people live in the home, how many animals live in the home, okay. um, how dry is the air in the home, 
the type of floor surface that you have in the home. We have to vacuum carpet. Why? Because mm-hmm. it gets dirty and dusty. Right. Uh, if you have nothing but solid surface floors, well, you may go through a furnace filter a little bit faster. Okay. Uh, do you run your fan continuously to help distribute air? Uh, the more air that's gone over it, you're going to have to change it more regularly. And those are all different factors. Um, the cheapest filter out there is that blue uh, poly filter. Yeah, yeah, poly filter. That's you're talking about. But yeah. it's mainly... That's equipment protection during construction. If any, you hold up a filter and you can see somebody through it, mm-hmm. it's not going to stop much in the way of dust. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> now, unfortunately, Don and, I, Don and I wouldn't have been in the field long enough to have seen those that are actually plugged, which is pretty oh, amazing. Wow. wow. Um, and not in a good way. No, that's a lot of dust. So standard maintenance that I can do myself should be... Changing your furnace filter. filter. Yep. And if it looks awful at three months, change it more regularly. Change it more regularly. Um, In the wintertime, people burning candles Hmm. uh, puts up a lot of soot. That will turn your filter black um, very quickly. Uh, If you have a room humidifier uh, and you're not using distilled water... They'll send up particles into the air, and that will plug your furnace filter very quickly. Wow, so um, much to think about. So, I should. Just Are you getting rant. a little nervous? I man? just, I have no business <laughs> being a homeowner. There's just so much that I'm completely unaware of. Yeah, you know, I know I got a dog that sheds, so I'm sure that plays. Yeah, you were just everything. talking about Maggie the other week. You're pulling yeah. piles of hair off. Of her. I can only imagine <laughs> what the furnace filter looks like. We're gonna have to schedule. Uh, we're just going to plan on a cleaning, and we'll build that. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> idea. Absolutely. So anyway, a furnace tune-up. Am I on the fence anymore? I'm not. I understand the value of it. You know, the system is... Pretty yeah, sensitive. It's sensitive. I just, I, I have a new truck. Repcolite bought us a truck, you know, bought me a truck a couple years back. Yeah. And I did oil changes like I normally do oil mm-hmm. changes, you know. I'll bring it in when I'm ready to bring it in. <laughs> And the guy pulled me into a separate room and gave me a long talk about how the the, the whole system is so intricate now, yeah. and we need to really be on this. And he used the <laughs> we need to be on this. It's the way I talk to the kids. So I realized these systems, they do need maintenance, and they do need tender care, and getting a furnace tune-up, that's... It's the same thing. Really straight up. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. And honestly, the thing that really flipped it for me, it flipped the switch in my head, how much is it? Don, talk about that for a second. So our standard cost for a tune-up is $79. We've been running a $49 tune-up special. Um, You'll be able to find that and just call one of our local branches. The Kalamazoo branch is 269-364-6500. The Grand Rapids branch is 616-871-1900. And just talk to one of our call center representatives. They'll set you up with a $49 tune-up special. And that's Service Professor. That's on the west side of the state. We do have the show airing on the east side. And I believe you've got a sister company out there that we could we do it's great dane heating and cooling uh their phone number is 586-790-2604 all right we'll put all of that information in the show notes so no matter where you are listening to the show there's somebody out there can help you reach out ask questions get the pricing but it seems like a really reasonable thing to do to make sure that the system lasts like you said they're supposed to last 15 to 20 years that's correct if we do all of this we're giving our best shot towards getting that. Just like if exactly. I change the oil, the truck will last a lot longer. <laughs> that's correct. Right? That's yeah, that's absolutely right. right. And not only that, but we're also keeping that furnace running as efficiently as possible. And who doesn't like to save money on the utility bills? Absolutely. I like to be warm, and I like to save money. 
And then speaking of utilities, right now, between now and December 1st, if you're a DT Energy gas company, customer, uh, they are offering a free eval. Uh, wow. It's a first year of a program. Uh, you can get that once every two years, but we are we have partnered with them, and we are doing those evals, and they can be scheduled with our office as well. Okay, so if, if our listeners have questions about that, they just need they can call your office Definitely. and ask about the DTE. The, the DTE free All right. Perfect. as well. All right, we'll put that information in the show notes. Don and Chris... Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. We're going to take a break, but before we go, let's ask our question so more people can get entered into our giveaway contest. And what yeah. we want to know right now is, did the guys from Service Professor convince you that a furnace <laughs> tune-up might be worth it? Are you a believer? Are you a believer now? So email your answer to radio at repcolite.com, and then on Monday, we'll draw two random winners from all the emails that we received, and those folks will win $100 gift certificate to RepcoLite. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we've got the big fall list for this week. Yes. And it's tons of exciting stuff. <laughs> it's all just ahead. Stay tuned. All right, Haley, so what do you think? Are you going to schedule a furnace tune-up for the week? I do believe that they are probably very very useful and i should as a good homeowner schedule a tune-up okay but that is not technically an answer Haley. i know how to parse (laughs) everything you just said and yes it sounds like a good idea and i should do it but are you going to do it i should have been a lawyer everybody loves lawyers right everyone loves lawyers lawyers. i i will do it i I don't want to do i will do it okay i'm gonna hold you to it i'm not sure if i'm gonna do it or not yet (laughs) So, right now, let's get to our big to-do list on the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And we've given out two big lists over the course of the last two weeks of all the different fall projects that we think you should tackle. And we're pretty smart about stuff like this. Well, we've scoured the internet looking for all the things. No, 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 no. We're smart, Haley. And so oh, we scoured we just, the no, internet, right, no. right, right. We scoured the internet <laughs> so we would find all the right things to do, and we've given you a couple of big lists already. Yes. We've got the third list today, and the first part is going to be centered on keeping a warm home. Exactly. And the very first thing is really straight up, really easy. You've got to do this today because you can cross something off a list, and it's so simple. Just Ch- change the furnace filter. Change your furnace filter. That's one of the things the guys from Service Professor mentioned in the last segment. If you do nothing else right, exactly. with your furnace, change the filters. So yeah. get up on that. Get the schedule going. Change them regularly. Start today. How about getting a tune-up? That's up to you guys, whether it was worth it or not. Hopefully it goes on the list. Yeah, put that on your list maybe and get that scheduled. How about investing in a humidifier? Yes, we've talked about humidifiers before. Dan, you have a smart humidifier that we've talked extensively about. Yeah, somebody like me, it's surprising. I have smart (laughs) anything, but I do. And it's been really nice. It's kept one particular room, the guitar room, Mm -hmm. at the exact humidity that I wanted it to be at, and that's Perfect great. levels. So, yes, a humidifier. We put that in the keep a warm home category because actually having air that is the proper humidity actually helps retain some of the heat, and your home will feel warmer. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. Um, not everyone realizes that. And then there's the added benefit of, you know, that hot indoor air during the winter feeling 
a little less dry. <laughs> right. If you like feeling raspy and, you know, your skin is cracked Itchy all the time. And, and Shocking things. Right. Yeah. If you love <laughs> shuffling across the carpet and touching the dog and watching the dog go flying, well, then skip the humidifier. Yeah. But if you'd prefer skin that's not, you know, weeping with weeping. oozing wounds and stuff. No, so I know. extreme. I know, I know. It's too early for oozing wounds. But it's probably an extreme situation. But it still will help your skin. Yeah. Helps helps save the dog from shocks. You can just pet and the dog kindly. It actually helps reduce the spread of germs during cold oh, and flu that. season. All you need is a humidifier. They're yeah. inexpensive. Check them out. How about making your home extra cozy? This is a Haley Haley yes. list. Haley part of the list. You're gonna hang heavy curtains. Yeah, yeah. I read that this can actually really help insulate drafty windows. I am not gonna replace my windows right now, and I really don't like. I know they make those like plastic sheets that you can put over the windows mm-hmm. and you air dry it. You know. Oh yeah, you use a hair dryer. Thing. I hate the way it looks. Uh, I'd rather just hang some heavy curtains during the winter. Just block out the sun and the world outside <laughs> entirely, right? I mean, the sun goes down early anyways. Like, there's much more time of day where I've got things drawn because I don't want people looking in the house when it's all lit up inside anyways. Yeah, so, yeah. heavy all right. curtains. You do the heavy curtains. I'm going to... Uh, I'm not going to do the plastic because I'm just not going to. I know that. But I'm going to keep my windows more open. I'm going to have more daylight coming through. Not open windows. Okay, so but you're going to have long. more of a draft. Right. I'm going to have more daylight coming in. Uh-huh. And we're going to have a little scientific experiment. We're going to see how. No, I'm saying you they'll be are. closed once the daylight goes oh, away. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, because okay. it happens much sooner during the All right. Well, let's just skip everything I just said and move on to the next one. I'm not going to be shutting the daylight out and doing an experiment with All you. All right. Well, that, that sounded like a lot of fun because I can only imagine psychologically what that would be like. Yes. A big project. This is not for everybody, but if you've got time, if you've had issues with, you know, heat getting out of the house, tons of icicles and stuff like that, it might be a time to consider getting the insulation added to, updated, right, replaced. Yeah, replaced. I know that's a huge project. That's definitely not for everybody, but it is something to think about. And if you've been a person that has critters find their way in during this time of year, you might also consider insulating that rim joist. That's where a lot of them are drawn to the heat that's escaping from your house. If you insulate that, they're less likely to find you and make a home inside yeah, your There you home. go. There's a middle ground between doing the whole house but you're still keeping yeah, out the, exactly. the critters, and nobody wants critters. All right, so keeping a, keeping a warm home. Those are some things to look at. See once if you should tackle those things this week. Now let's go to fire safety prep. Yeah. And I think now's the time definitely to do or schedule your chimney cleaning. I do my own, uh-huh. and so I want to get up there before it's slippery. And you have like really a little cold. outfit, like a little chimney sweeping? No, no, but I do come out filthy when I'm done. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But get on the schedule for something like that. Uh, if you're new in the house, if this is your first year there and you've got a fireplace, mm-hmm. before you crank that thing up, yeah, definitely get the chimney inspected and the whole fireplace should be looked at. So schedule something like that right now. How about cleaning out the dryer vent? Yeah, this is one that we usually talk about this time of year. You know, pull all of that lint out, get it vacuumed and reduce the risk of anything catching fire. Right. Make a fire escape plan for your family. You want to make sure your family knows where they're going to go. These It's October. It's fire safety month. As we talked with Fire Marshal Brett right. earlier, just get a plan. It's something that we don't always think about. Make sure you've got one. Change the batteries and the smoke detectors and the carbon monoxide detectors. Get a fire extinguisher. Or a fire blanket. Or a fire blanket. All right. Those are the lists. We've got notes in the show notes. 
if you want to revisit the list and make sure that you're doing everything right. The Repco Light Home Improvement Show way. All right, let's give out that email one more time for our giveaway. Right. Radio at RepcoLite.com. We want to know what's on the fall to-do list for today for you. Email that answer to Radio at RepcoLite.com. And then on Monday, we'll pull two random winners from everybody that we get. And we'll get them each a $100 gift certificate to RepcoLite. All right, whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite stores are all open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.